everybody. Melissa McKenzie, publisher of The American Spectator, joined with my co-host, Scott McKay, contributing editor of The American Spectator and The Hayride and Reviver.com and bestselling author and an author of a serialized book at The American Spectator that you all should be checking out. Comes out, episodes come out on Friday and it's excellent. And um, just wait. It gets even more exciting as you go along. So I hope that you are all reading it. Um, it's based and rooted in real events and a little scary, actually, because it is so rooted in real events. Yeah. Today, though, we are talking about um, the problem that the left has with violence. The violence, I think it's time, Scott, that we have a national yeah. conversation about the violence on the left being perpetrated against Christians. And yeah. in this case, we had a quasi-transgender person who brought her gun after a life, a long life of crime into the Lakewood Church here in Houston, Texas, um, downtown, the, the former uh, Summit uh, basketball arena. It's a huge arena. And she went in there with her gun and shot, I think, five people and was killed by and shot at by two guys who had guns um, in the audience because, thank God, it's Texas. And people um, were concealed carrying. And so um, her rampage was stopped short. So thank God for that. Um, however, uh, mentally ill, criminal, lefty, anti-Semitic, Bernie bro, loves Hamas, and had written free Palestine or something on her gun, and um, had identified at one point as a man and used a man's name uh, for a while. So, you know, basically your typical lefty. Yeah. And once all that came out, I figured that the the story would last in the national media for, you know, we wouldn't have a conversation about gun violence anymore, that, you know, the left's hobby horse, uh, this would just go away. And in fact, it has. It's just melted into the um, mist, like- even Even despite the fact that Lakewood Church, for those of you who aren't aware, is Joel Osteen's church. Right. Okay. Like this, that's the, perhaps the single most, um, you know, uh, well-known mega church pastor in America. Right. His church is the, is the subject of a mass shooting, right? Mm -hmm. You would think that's the biggest story of all time, but because it's a trans person or non-binary person or some you know sort of what, what what's the other word they other kin or whatever they call them okay <laughs> someone like that who belonged kin. in a mental hospital who is mm -hmm. uh you know very similar to a lot of the people who populate the newsrooms in terms of political organization um orientation memory hold this quick Mm -hmm. Right. And so this is the fourth. Uh, and there's more. I uh, just the fourth that that I can immediately recall episode mm -hmm. of somebody shooting up a church or synagogue for no reason whatsoever. You had the guy with the synagogue in Pittsburgh, you had Dylan mm -hmm. Roof, 
you had actually you had uh, Sutherland Springs in Texas. Yep. You had Lakewood, and then mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Um, so there's there's actually more than four. There's probably more like six or seven in the last yeah. two or three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then don't forget the uh, church burnings and des desecrations that have happened across sure. in Absolutely. the United States. And uh, last weekend, again, in Canada, there was another Catholic church bur burned to the ground. And they have the arsonists on video camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this so, is like a systemic thing. Absolutely. And and this is something that, you know, and, and of course, in one of our podcast segments earlier this week, we talked about how there are now Super Bowl ads that are seeking to pervert and destroy Christianity's message. Um, so, I mean, you are seeing the foundational faith of the American people being, like you said, systematically attacked on every single front. And it's not being discussed. What little conversation there's going to be about the Lakewood Church shooting is going to talk about gun control, number one, even though that narrative utterly fails because it was good guys with guns who saved the lives of everybody in that church. As, as we're recording this, nobody yet has died from the Lakewood Church shooting. They think um, the child they it is a kid who's in serious condition and, and you know, we could lose him. Uh, but but for these two guys that, that turned this idiot's lights out, okay, that could this could have been a mass, mass, mass casualty affair. Okay. Yeah. So good guys with guns. This is another perfect example of why you absolutely want to have an armed population to yep. protect against some one of these things becoming really, really bad. Um, and of course, they will not allow that narrative to get out. They're, they actively deny that good guys with guns are a thing. Right. Actively deny it, even though thousands of times per week, if not per day, good guys with guns prevent bad situations from becoming catastrophic. All the time this happens. All the time. Um, and yet they don't want that. So. Okay, so we're not going to talk about gun control with Lakewood, so we can't talk about Lakewood. We can't talk about Lakewood because it's clearly somebody who, A, is completely out of their mind mentally ill and belongs yeah. in an institution, which, of course, the left does not want to return the conversation to whether we should institutionalize people who are a danger to themselves and others. Because if you go look at the surveys, this would take out about a third of their voting base. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, a huge, to your point, a huge percentage of liberal women in particular, and the men aren't that far behind, are on um, psychotropic medication. Yes. It, it's dramatically different and from have been left diagnosed left with, you know, mental or mental emotional illness. problems. Yes. And then, I mean, they are, that is literally the base constituency in the Democrat Party right now. So you cannot have conversations. When, right. when one of these people goes off, you cannot have conversations about how we need to reinstitutionalize the dangerously mentally ill. OK, and so like we didn't have that conversation. Oh, the other the other case was the Nashville shoot, which wasn't a church, but it was a religious school. Right. Right. So. Like, yeah. where are we? All right. We're well, in a situation where we have these people who are like 
the, the responsible thing would be to immediately stop pushing this trans thing, yeah. okay, which is a diagnosed, gender dysphoria is a diagnosed mental illness, has been for a long time, okay? And we are trying to turn this into a civil rights issue when it's a mental health issue. And what we are reaping is people who write manifestos about how much they hate the society that is letting them do what they want to do. All right. And then ultimately going off and trying to harm the innocent. A responsible society doesn't allow this. And so we can't have that conversation because it's not good for the left scenario. What other narratives does this case like explode? And that's why Lakewood Church shooting doesn't doesn't get any play in the media. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that this is also um, I think the mental illness part of of the non-binary thing is a huge thing. Also in the news in the last week, we had these gay guys, one guy who uh, lopped off his text testicles, thought it was funny, put them in a jar in the refrigerator. His ex-partner threw them in the trash or something, and he sued him. The, the guy who lost his nuts sued his ex-partner for... Um, you know, throwing them away or something because he was sick of looking at them in his refrigerator and he's suing them for emotional distress. This is not a sane group of people. And the same week, this this week, I saw this woman who, when she was 17, 18, had her breasts uh, removed and like 80 to 90% of the people who go through a transgender phase ended up, you know, growing out of it. I mean, this used to be called, uh, I I was asked for a quote by for an article, somebody was writing about this. And I said, basically, we are um, pathologizing what used to be just called adolescence. Nobody in adolescence feels comfortable in their bodies. Nobody right. feels, and the thing is, there's a lot of people who well into adulthood sit there and look in the mirror and go, I don't like what I see. Welcome yeah. to the human race, pal. This is just <laughs> life. I can tell you as a middle-aged woman that things are disappointing. Well, that doesn't mean that you are, you know, um, okay, that this is an okay thing to do to literally take body parts off yourself. And so this poor woman, um, she was, tears coming down her face while she's holding her newborn baby that she has to bottle feed. And she said, I wish somebody had get, could have given me this picture. You know, she's in her mid twenties now and just dis absolutely emotionally destroyed because of what she did to herself and what the medical profession did to her. And her parents yeah. took her to the doctors thinking they were doing right by their daughter. Yeah. And and here she is as an adult grown woman who is missing out on what it means, the actual express purpose for her being a woman denied her her essential um, identity as a woman, as a mother, something a man cannot do taken from her. And so you have on the one hand this, and then you have these um, mentally ill people spinning out of control who are putting their 
internal discomfort um, and believing that it's some, it can be possibly solved in external ways, whether it be taking hormones or shooting people, that there's some external solution to the distress that they feel inside. And, and we are raising our children to believe that the solutions are external to ourselves instead of a spiritual solution that's an internal process. And so, you know, here we are having these violent attacks, mostly from the left. Transgenderism, by the way, and the non-binary and all of this. Um, I And I can't find the data now. There was a really great um, set of research done about this. 97% or some extraordinarily high level um, off the charts of um, uh, non-binary parents, transgender parents are Democrats and leftists. It's just, it doesn't happen on the right at all. And so that's a strange thing, isn't it? To have a phenomenon, a psychological phenomenon that is completely rooted in politics. That's just doesn't happen. So I mean, well, you know, you got to ask the old Roman question, who we bono, who does it benefit? Right. And I, I come back to what we said at the very beginning of this. These people are a core constituency of the Democrat Party now. Right. It used to be that they were not political. They were on the fringes of society in every way possible. Right. It's the it's the modern Democrat Party has brought these people in, has has deified them to an extent in the cultural institutions that they control. I'm flipping channels, the movie channels. Um, uh, last night, just, you know, let's again, seeing if there was anything. And I found just going through the cable guide thing on the TV, going through the movie channels, three separate shows at the running at the same time on different networks, uh, or movie, different movie channels about transgender people. And I'm like, I can't believe this. There's not, how do you, how could you have more than one show? running at any problem it's like such a tiny audience of people that are even interested in this and yet here are these big mega conglomerate freaking media companies that are cranking out this content and filling up movie channels with it hbo had one showtime had one freaking mm. stars had one. i'm like what the hell is this right but they are pushing this because this creates miserable people who will vote democrat the rest of their lives and will have to be dependent on the government for something. Even if they can be gainfully employed and so forth, all right, they're going to need health insurance that their employer is not going to pay for because of what they, they're doing to themselves, all right? Mm-hmm. And all of this comes back to power. These are yeah. people who are going to have a very difficult time self-governing because they can't govern their own lifestyle, much less be a member of a society and do that does productive things. And the Democrats want dependent, dysfunctional people that they can lord over. And that is who they are as a party. It's becoming almost impossible to argue against this the more this stuff goes, okay? And they're destroying our society as a result of it. And they have got to have the reins of power taken away or else there will be nothing left. 
Well, the, they're a, um, they seek power by empowering people who view themselves as powerless. But what's more powerful than sitting there and going like, so I was at Outback this last weekend and my son and I were waited on by this woman who was taking hormones and had a beard. Clearly a woman, you know, um, had even, her voice was still pretty feminine. Um, which was amazing because usually with testosterone, their voice, you know, um, that deepens pretty quickly and just daring, it's just daring somebody to say something or, you know, just looking for offense. And, um, I was like, it's divisive. Good job on Outback presenting that to the, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Not hire the. You know, um, yeah, I'm not going to hire the bearded lady to serve people food. <laughs> the bearded lady. Well, like, hey, I mean, how's that appetite doing? It's like not so great, actually. I think I'm going to skip dessert. Well, so you know, there, there's uh, this is a um, concerted effort. I mean, there, this is what point one to two percent of the population max, and it's exploding. So amongst the young people, what is it? One third of them vote view themselves as non-binary now it's absurd it is absurd but it's political like you say and it's all you know the teenagers who feel powerless which is most teenagers by the way um and they've created this as an acceptable outlet right for that i don't even know if i'd call it rebellion at this point well Um, it's just it's uh, seeking desiring to be part of a group and to to identify and and underneath all of it all is a um, desire to make themselves God. I can be anything that I want. It's the natural extension. It's the um, inhuman ver the human version of making an avatar of yourself online in a game. And so, well, I can make myself look like anything, and I can be anything. Well, now people are bringing that delusion into real life and trying to augment reality with an unreality, something that's impossible. And then finding themselves deeply saddened and miserable, the suicide rates off the charts, not because of lack of acceptance, but because of mental illness that leads to behavior that reinforces more mental illness. And so it's just a sad thing. And it's something that's being encouraged from the left. And it's frankly, evil. So, you know, um, we shouldn't be surprised by um, someone with this mental illness coming into a church, going to who they believe is the source of their sadness, externalizing the blame for an internal sadness that is not going to be fixed with hormones, with surgery, and that was shooting people. And she ended up dead after a sad, long, criminal, confused life. And it's, you know, that's where left in, leftism ends up. <laughs> it's just where it ends up. I mean, it's, yep. it's a, a really extreme, overt um, manifestation of their ideology which is why we won't hear anything about it Yep. now. That's correct. 
All right. Well, with that, thank you all for listening and being part of the Spectacle podcast. Like and subscribe and uh, give us feedback on all of our parts and pieces through this week. What was your favorite section? Email us. You can email me at Melissa, well, Mackenzie M, M A C K E N Z I E M at spectator.org. And you can get Scott at just do Scott at the hayride.com. That's the easiest way to catch Scott at the hayride.com. And uh, please give us your feedback. We appreciate it. Share our, share our podcast. And we have, and go read Scott's um, serialized. Yeah, story. check out King of the Jungle. There'll be another episode coming out. Actually, this thing pops on, on Friday. Today, probably, yeah. There'll be another another one coming out, and and certainly you'll be able to see it on Saturday as well. Yep, it's it's a lot of fun to read. Please um, seek it out and read it and share that with your friends. Because once that's all done, people are going to have to pay for it. So right now it's free for you. So watch that's it that. and read it. Okay, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.